You're listening to Kayama Community Radio. Hello, I'm Candy Anderson, and in today's episode, we are focusing on the kids in our community. I will be talking with Kayama-based writers of children's books, Helen Lear and Melissa Milchrist, as well as with local mum, Jackie Guevara, and her five-year-old son, Elijah. And along the way, we'll be hearing a few kids' jokes told by the kids themselves. Kayama Community Radio. For the community, by the community. First up, I'm with Melissa Milchrist, founder of King Street Press, a custom graphic design and publishing business and rewilding life. Melissa has just published a book that will be a favourite with Kayama parents and kids, as well as families visiting during the school holidays and weekends. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Candy. Tell us about your new book, Kayama Passport for Kids. Uh, Well, the Kayama Passport for Kids is an outdoor activity book that features a lot of the local areas, so about seven different itineraries are in the book. And the idea is that a parent will go with a child or a couple of kids, the whole family can go on an adventure together and they colour in and find all the animals and birds and wildlife, cross it off the list and colour it in and write about it. I've had a quick look at it. It looks fantastic. Thank you. What inspired you to write it? I moved down to the area about 15 months ago after feeling pretty stressed out in Sydney and needed a break. And I just found that nature was really a great place for me to feel at peace. And while I was exploring the park down the road, I was amazed at the amount of birds and wildlife that I was seeing and how beautiful it all was. As I walked and went further and explored more places locally, I just loved the idea of creating something that I could share um, with families and kids. And also something that will help them have a sense of peace the way I felt. I was less stressed, my thoughts were a lot clearer and I was just happy, happy to be exploring. Finding nature is a brilliant thing anyone can do. Uh, Sometimes we just need some ideas though on what to do on the weekends and what to do in the morning so I just thought it was a good idea. It sounds like your starting point, that local park, was Mm. Benera Native Gardens, is that right? That's correct, yes. And then Kendall's Beach, and then it, it followed to the Kaima Coast Walk. When you were growing up, were you exposed to everyday adventures in nature? Uh, yes, I was. Um, I was a bit of a loner, and for some reason my parents allowed me to go into the National Park on my own, which I don't know if they knew I was going down there. But I would explore all the wildlife, and I would sort of scale the waterfalls, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. fossick in the little rock pools. So you were quite adventurous in that regard. Yeah. Uh, so Melissa, what inspired you to become a graphic designer and publisher? Just growing up, I used to love drawing and art and I had a special love of books. I was actually quite different to the rest of my family. I would um, look at imagery and paintings and artwork and I just adored it. So I went through school and I focused on my art. So I realised that I had a great love of all of these things, imagery, photography, and I loved putting together school projects and I still love that idea. So I think that's what led me down the path of graphic design because I realised I could pull all of those things together and it's been an amazing career. I've really enjoyed it and now I can use it for my own passion projects as well. It's not like a job for me. It's Mm. more of a passion. Mm. Yeah, I can see that, Mm -hmm. yeah. You're involved with the publication of many major magazines, 
including House and Garden, Notebook, Delicious, Why a Book for Local Kids and Families. I guess it allows me to do all the things I love doing, which is illustration, creating content and putting it out there and sharing it with people so they can get the most out of where they live. And uh, it's a local niche project, which I just feel like those bigger brands are amazing, but this is a bit more grassroots, I suppose, and something small I can do on my own. As well as founding King Street Press, you also founded its baby sister, Rewilding Life. What is the objective of Rewilding Life? Rewilding Life came about recently. Like I mentioned, when I moved down 15 months ago, I was very stressed out being in the city, trying and pushing hard to run a small business and make it work. I reconnected with nature here, which I'd done as a child, and I've just lost my way with that. Connecting with nature and connecting also with each other, our parents or our loved ones. In nature, it just makes it a little bit easier. And it turns everything from being an internal issue or stressful thoughts or whatever into being a small person in in this great, big, natural world, which for me puts things into perspective. So true. I can identify (laughs) with most of that. Uh, So finally, how can our listeners contact you and how can they purchase your book? So I've started a website called rewildinglife.com.au and all my contact details are on the website there. They can also purchase the book at Kaima Bookshop, the main bookshop in town, Bukinist. 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 A lovely little bookshop. The Tourism Kaima Visitor Centre have copies of it. The business chambers also have copies. Mm-hmm. So it's been uh, greatly supported by all these businesses that had a bit of sponsorship in the beginning, which really helped me pay for a lot of the production costs of doing the book. Mm. And I've got the book in a backpack bundle as well, which comes with coloured pencils and a sharpener, kind of reusable backpack they can take on their adventures or use afterwards. So the, the Kaima Passport for Kids, if people want to find out more about that online, that's through the rewilding.com.au. Correct. Yes, that's right. Okay, Melissa, thank you so much. Thank you. I've really appreciated it. Having spoken with Melissa about her inspiration for the book, I thought it would be interesting to get some feedback from a local family who has used it. This is Candy Anderson talking with local mum, Jackie Guevara, and her five-year-old son, Elijah. Hi, Jackie and Elijah. So, Jackie, can you give us an idea in a practical way of the format or structure of the book that makes it so kid-friendly? Well, it has maps that outline the adventure and what you need to take along with you, a weather chart for the children to check it off, lists of what you see, hear or smell along your journey, which helps engage all the senses. There's checklists for treasure hunts, which expands children's thinking and enhance their desire to learn as well. Yes, I'm, I'm looking at it now. It seems very practical and well set out. Yes, and Elijah's five years of age and he's loving the facts about animals and all the plants as well. So he's right into that at the moment. How many of the areas have you actually used the Passport for Kids with? Is it just one or two? So at the moment we've just done one as Elijah just recently got it for his birthday, but we are definitely planning some more adventures soon. Mm-hmm. Elijah, what did you like best about the book? Mm. And and what place did you like best? I wanted to go to Minamar Rainforest, but soon we're going to be up to that. Right. What do you like the most about Minamar Rainforest? 
Um, because it has a waterfall and it has the ramp when you're going down the waterfall. And I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a wonderful place. Yeah. Now, Melissa chose seven very different areas on which to base her nature trails, from the Boneyard and the Minamara Rainforest in the north to Blackhead Reserve at Jeroa in the south. Jackie, have you found that any of these is more suitable for younger children like Elijah or are all locations suitable for kids of any age, in your opinion? I absolutely feel they're appropriate for all ages. I also have a younger son who is two, and he's done the whole Minamara rainforest walking all on his own, the entire way there and on the way back. You can also do it with even younger children because most areas are pram-friendly as well, including the Minamara rainforest walk. Mm -hmm. Jackie, do you think the book is mainly a holiday resource book or equally useful for weekend family activities? It's absolutely perfect for family activities, for family bonding. I think it's great for all families in the area and for those who are coming from far away as well to explore Kayama in all its natural beauty. Mm. And Elijah, do you have a favourite animal or plant? No, I only love army trucks. But when we went to the boneyard, what did you see there that you really liked? A crab. Crab. That was nice. Yeah, Yeah, but but we didn't go fishing anyway. It's meant to be a big crab. Mm. Oh, that's okay. (laughs) Jackie, my final question is, would you recommend Kaima Passport for Kids to other families living in or visiting the Kaima area? Yes, absolutely. I've already recommended it to lots of family and friends because I just think it's a great resource to expand children's knowledge and thinking and to use all their senses as well. Hmm. It engages all their senses. It also helps develop their fine motor skills and document their learning along the way. Hmm. Well, um, Jackie and Elijah... Thank you for chatting with me today and I wish you many happy adventures around our fabulous nature reserves. Thank you. And now it's time for our first joke from the Kids Joke Corner. (laughs) How did an ocean say hello to each other? I don't know. How? They (laughs) wave! <laughs> Hi, I'm Stefan and I am five and and I live in Kayama and and I have got a joke for you. Knock knock who's there? Boo boo who sorry I didn't make um mean to make you cry. Hello, what's your name? Lola. Oh that's a lovely name. What's a llama's favourite drink? I don't know. Llamanade. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you. <laughs>
Roberts is a Wollongong-based independent singer-songwriter, and today we're playing a couple of her tracks. That one was called A Choice of Heaven. KiamaCommunityRadio.org My name is Candy Anderson. I'm speaking with Helen Lear, a communications consultant and writer based in Kaima Downs, who has been running her own marketing and communications business since 2012. As it happens, Helen is one of our multi-talented volunteers here at Kaima Community Radio, and today we are talking to Helen about the book she wrote for children called Frankie Pants and Mr Fox, which Helen will read for us later on. Helen, I understand that the inspiration for your book was your own cat called Frankie. Can you tell us a bit more about this? Sure. The character Frankie Pants is based on our, sadly, our late cat, Frankie, who, just like the cat in the book, was a big, fat, fluffy ginger cat. He did what most cats do and lay around all day and eat and sleep and didn't do much else. He was very active at night, very noisy, liked to talk a lot. So, So when he sadly passed away a few years ago, wanted something to keep his memory alive for my eldest son, Alexander. Mm-hmm. Has that worked? Yes, yeah. he loves the book. And I've now got another one, George, who's now two, and it's his favourite book in the whole world. So. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. what a great idea. Is Frankie Pants and Mr Fox your first children's book? It is, yes. And uh, what's the main idea that you're trying to convey to your young audience in the story? I, because I've got two young boys, I wanted to create an action book that was engaging but that also had a positive message because I found quite a lot of kids' books don't do that particularly well. They're either sort of all about action or all about a nice message. They don't really combine the two. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yeah, so the idea was to use Frankie as a main character. He's kind of just a lazy cat by day, but at midnight he turns into Frankie Pants and he goes out and saves the neighbourhood from all of the the dastardly and devious acts that go on in the first book with Mr Fox, who's trying to steal the chickens from their coop at night time. <laughs> yeah, so it's action and it's engaging, particularly for young boys, because you've got to keep them engaged with everything. But the positive message is to look out for other people, to be kind and to be brave and to help your neighbours. Mm, what a great message that is. Now, obviously, in a children's book, the relationship between the text and the illustrations is vital. Did you have a picture in your head of what you wanted the illustrations to look like when you were writing the story? Yes, definitely. I think anybody who reads a book, you always picture it in your head, don't you? What you see the characters to be like, what you envisage the scenery to be like. And because I had um, our cat Frankie, I had a picture of him, which I sent to the wonderful illustrator Katia, who was fantastic. I was very lucky to be able to send her pictures of Frankie the cat and a bit of a brief about what his personality was like and what Mr Fox is like. 
and basically the first set of illustrations she sent back were spot on. There was hardly any changes. So very lucky indeed to find somebody that could really interpret what mm. I was looking for. Right, and how yeah. did you find her? How did you come to be working um, with Katia Swan? We, my publisher found her on Instagram, actually, uh, which is how apparently they find a lot of illustrators these days. Um, she's actually in Dublin and Ireland, but I sort of talked to her about the kind of style that I wanted and what they thought would work well with, with the words and the style of the book. Um, and we just contacted her and went from there. Mm. Yes, very lucky to find her. Mm. Uh, your everyday job is marketing and communications. How much of your time do you devote to this type of writing as distinct from writing children's books? Uh, well, that was my first children's book. So my other day-to-day writing is not as exciting, as, as fun as writing a children's book. Um, so, yeah, my daily work would be things like writing mini releases, newsletters, website copy, that kind of thing. Um, I've also written for a couple of publications in Sydney, so music and gig reviews for the music, restaurant reviews for broadsheet, people like that. So very, very different style of writing to a children's book, which is much more fun and you can be very creative and use lots of rhyming words and alliteration and all that fun. Do you ever see yourself as moving right away from the marketing side of things to the creative side of writing? Um, I like doing both. I enjoy doing both. They're very, very different, yeah. Now, our listeners will note that your accent is not from around here. Where did you grow up? Um, I was born in Plymouth, in Devon, in the UK, and I grew up in a town called Royal Wooden Bassett in Wiltshire, which is probably the closest big town that anybody would know would be Bath. So. Mm. How did you come to live in Australia, and then specifically in Kiama? So I came, I left the UK 15 years ago in December, actually, and I went travelling all around Asia for just about a year, got to Australia, and like most Brits didn't ever leave, still here. So I lived in Sydney for, oh gosh, 12 years, um, different parts of Sydney, and then moved down to Kaima Downs three years ago. And I will never go anywhere else like that. <laughs> What's your favourite aspect of living um, in this area? Oh, for me, I like that you can have the beach and the country, because I'm from the country, but I love the ocean. I couldn't live in Australia and not live on the coast in be criminals so for me I think it's one of the few places where you can have both and I love that you have the rolling hills that go down straight to the ocean like you do in parts of Devon and Cornwall it reminds me a lot of, of those parts of the UK so that's what mm. I really love about it. So getting back to Frankie Pants there's clearly scope for him to have many adventures can we look forward to hearing more about Frankie Pants' adventures in the future? Oh, good question. I have actually just written a second book, which I am hoping to get published at the moment. So watch the space. I will keep you posted. Great. Now, to finish up, can you tell our listeners where they can find copies of Frankie Pants and Mr Fox and also keep up with any future Frankie Pants adventures? Sure. Um, so you can find out more about Frankie and buy the book directly from the website, which is frankiepantsbook.com. Or you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Frankie Pants Book. Um, if you're in Kaima, you can find the book at the Kaima Vista Centre up at Blowhole Point, at the bookshop, toy shop, toy world, oh. and also at the Guardian Pharmacy in Kaima Downs. Oh, and there's right. a full list of stockists on the website as well. Helen, thank you so much for talking to us today. And we look forward to reading and hearing about Frankie Pants's ongoing adventures. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Frankie Pants and Mr Fox by Helen Lear. Illustrated by Katia Swan. Frankie lies in the sunshine all day. He rolls this way and he rolls that way. 
He reaches his paw for a big long stretch before yawning and licking and scratching an itch. It's a busy old life for Frankie, you see, lying and snoozing and catching the breeze. But don't be fooled by his lazy look, because when the clock strikes 12 o'clock, bong! With a twitch of his whiskers, a wiggle of his nose, Frankie transforms from his head to his toes, from a sleepy feline to a super cat, a modern day hero, no doubt about that. Here comes Frankie Pants to save the street's inhabitants. From dastardly doings and devilish acts, he's a superstar, that courageous cat. Tonight Mr Fox is on the trail, with his beady black eyes and sweeping red tail. He sneakily creeps around the chicken coop, then pokes his head in to take a snoop. And to his delight, all twelve chickens are home, tucked up in their beds, but no longer alone. All snoring soundly, blissfully unaware, that a villainous creature is lurking there. Fox licks his lips and puts out a paw, reaching his claws through the hay and the straw. Eyes gleaming brightly in the moonlight. Fox dreams of eating chicken tonight. (gasps) But here comes Frankie Pants to save the chickens from Fox's glance. He grabs Fox's tail and spins him around before wrestling the intruder down to the ground. They tumble and turn around the coop as the startled chickens cheer, holler and whoop. Mr Fox's big tail tickles Frankie's nose and with almighty achoo, he has to let go. Fox jumps to his feet, bolts away with a yelp. Thank goodness that Frankie was here to help. The chickens cheer on their hero so bold as Fox limps off empty-handed into the cold. Frankie tucks the chickens in and says good night. The poor old things have had quite a fright. Then our hero strolls off back to his home. Good night, sleep tight and remember you're never alone. Happiness, home is part of me. So much.
That's another track by Claire Roberts, written by Tommy Emmanuel and Bob McIntosh, called So Much Peace. Hi, I'm Glenn Shepherd. Join me on Mondays for Around the Arenas, KCR's sports program, where you'll hear what's been happening in sport across our region. I'll also talk to sporting identities to get an insight into the sports they're involved in. If you'd like to send me information about your sport or club event to be included in the program, email me at kcradiocontent at gmail.com and I look forward to seeing you around one of our sporting arenas. That wraps up our Focus on Kids session today. I have been talking with local writers, Helen Lear, author of Frankie Pants and Mr Fox, Melissa Milchrist, author and publisher of Kaima Passport for Kids, as well as Kaima mum, Jackie Guevara and her son, Elijah. I hope you've enjoyed listening to their stories and insights and that you are perhaps inspired to follow their future projects. Thank you for tuning in and remember that you can listen to our interviews and podcasts online anytime at kiamacommunityradio.org. You've been listening to Kiama Community Radio.